Welcome to Virtual School Assembly. I'm your host, Tyler Christensen. I'm a productivity speaker, author, and classroom teacher. Here at Virtual School Assembly, I interview Hollywood celebrities, professional athletes, Olympians, speakers, and educators who share messages of inspiration, education, and hope to better prepare you for an ever-changing and uncertain world. Thanks for joining us. Let's get started. Welcome back to Virtual School Assembly. Today, our guest is Brian Curtis. Brian is an actor that's been in the entertainment industry for almost 10 years. Born and raised in Atlanta, he's loved being in several movies, television pilots, plays, and even on some improv troops. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about his journey to Hollywood and some of the things he's learned along the way. Welcome to the show, Brian. Hey, thanks for having me, man. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I'm really excited to have you because we've had a number of actors on the show, uh, but we haven't had anyone from Atlanta yet. And one thing that most people don't know is there's actually a lot of acting opportunities in Atlanta. Um, so excited. We'll get into that a little later on. Uh, but let's start with kind of your origin story. Tell us a little bit about where you're from, what it was like growing up there, and, and a little bit about your childhood. Yeah, yeah. So I was born in Marietta, Georgia. It's kind of a suburb just north of Atlanta. Um, I was very fortunate growing up. I've got an amazing younger sister who I consider my best friend. My parents were unbelievable, still are unbelievable. Um, yeah, I had a nice little community of friends in school and it was a very small school. So it was one of those things where everybody knew everything about each other, which I guess could go either way, good or bad. But luckily for me, I think that there were, there was more good in it. Um, yeah, and just, uh, you know, kind of enjoyed the simple things in life. Yeah. Now I know we talked a little bit, um, prior to recording that, where a lot of actors, they dream of, about acting from a very early age and then get really involved in theater and high school and start looking for things young. Um, you didn't necessarily take that same path. You were more into sports and stuff like that. Talk about that for a minute. What, what kind of occupied your time when you were in high school? So, yeah, exactly. When I was younger, I really did want to act. Um, you know, I'd watch several movies, mainly like action movies and that kind of thing. And I just thought to myself, oh, that'd be so much fun to do. And uh, even just as a kid, but uh, my parents being the uh, nice and caring people that they are kind of uh, persuaded me to go in a different direction. You know, they didn't discourage me, but they, you know, the education was more of an important thing in, uh, in their minds, which I applaud and now understand at the time, I not so much. But uh, yeah, so I acted a little bit when I was younger, but as I got into high school, I kind of turned more into sports, you know, even with acting growing up, my parents kind of had me dabble in a little bit of everything as far as sports go. So that was kind of always a part of it too. And uh, yeah, I mean, high school was mainly uh, occupied with baseball and uh, I played tennis and soccer, but baseball was definitely kind of my go-to uh, mm -hmm. sport. And yeah, I mean, it was a great time. I, I honestly miss playing to this day. So. Right. So this might be a bit of a jump, but I found that a lot of actors have some sort of background in fitness or in, in sports. Are there any ways that playing baseball or any of the other sports prepared you for being an actor? Like, were there skills that transferred over? Uh, well, I mean, in my particular case, yes. Um, you know, I when you grow up and you play different sports and then you, or whatever you do actually. And then if you want to decide to pursue acting, you know, you obviously 
build up a resume, you know, it, but it's not just a list of credits that you would put on there. You also put special skills, so to speak, which I mean, could be as simple as driving, but you know, I mean, a lot of people will say, you know, I'm fluent in this language or I can speak in this accent or I played baseball so I could be a pitcher, you know? So it did actually work in my favor where I remember getting cast in a, uh, in a sketch with a comedian and I've played, uh, I, I played a left-handed pitcher, which I happen to be left-handed. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, that worked out for me. Overall, though, I mean, I guess it can be hit or miss um, as far as exercising goes, which I think is important no matter who you are or what you're doing. You know, I think that's just good for the mind, if right. nothing else. But, uh, you know, I mean, I guess it, it does help you to get in shape if you do need to do certain roles that might require more physical work than just – sitting down and having a conversation but yeah for me personally baseball definitely attributed to one or two gigs that i was able to get cool that it, it's awesome to think that these little things that we do when we're young might actually lead to something later on so that's kind of cool to hear oh yeah uh, crazy yeah drawn upon that now from from high school you moved away um to mississippi right for for university um that's were great. you involved in theater or anything while you were in college or was that kind of all on hold that was all on hold. Um, and actually at the time had no idea I was even going to be back on the future. Um, no, when I went to college, I even left sports behind. I, mm -hmm. um, I ended up joining a fraternity and going the Greek route, which was fun. No regrets by any means, but yeah, it kind of, I kind of just did this simple college experience, which I loved and I'm glad I did, but yeah, no sports, no acting or anything. Huh, interesting. All right. So then you, after um, college, moved back to Atlanta. And I think that's where you started acting. What came about so that you're like, well, maybe I want to pursue this and, and try to get an acting gig. What, what was the thing that kind of turned that trigger for you? So you, you got into the acting? Well, when I was younger, I, uh, <laughs> I had this assignment where uh, my teacher had told us to write down what our future would be be like in our eyes anyway like what we saw us doing where we would live and all of that stuff and at the time when I was really into acting that's what I put uh for the assignment was that I'm going to be an actor and I didn't really think much of it and then I graduated college and like you said moved back to Atlanta and I I appreciated my degree but didn't really have too much desire to pursue that as an actual career and my grandmother um, actually had saved this particular assignment that I did and had brought it up to me at one point and not suggesting so much that I would pursue acting or anything, but right. I, I mean, I got to think that that probably was the thing that kind of clicked in my head where, uh, it just occurred to me, well, maybe I'll give this a shot. You know, I'm got my education into my parents' wishes. Um, and maybe this could be something worth pursuing. So, you know, luckily being in Atlanta, there are a lot of projects that have been shooting here. So I was fortunate enough to um, be a part of some major films, mostly just doing background work and extra, but it gives you a lot of experience on the set, which I think is very valuable. Um, and yeah, so, kind of just- hold on, let's, let's talk about that for a sec, because there are a lot of kids who have the question, well, how do I even start? How do I even break in? And you mentioned uh, background work. Um, yeah. what was that process like for you? Did you just like look for projects? How did you find out about them? How did you get cast as even as a background? I, I assume that those weren't paid, but how did you even find those opportunities? 
Well, actually, my first one, actually, all the background gigs I've done have been paid. So that was that was the cool. biggest drawing right there. It's like, well, I get paid to just kind of stand around. And if they need me, I can, you know, be on set. Otherwise, I'm just sitting down reading a book or something. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very nice gig, uh, even if you're not pursuing acting, just to, it's a little extra money on the side. But um, going back to the question, uh, how did I first learn about it? Um, actually, I think my mother's friend had a son that was pursuing acting. Uh, he was more into it than I was at the time. And so I kind, I think that she got some advice or uh, some websites from her son. Mm -hmm. And um, they're probably different at this point because this was at this point 10 years ago, I think now. Right. But um, submitted and usually for background work, it's pretty simple stuff. They just ask for, you know, like your information and they, they'll, ask for a snapshot of you, you know, you don't necessarily have to go the whole nine yards with uh, a headshot and all that stuff. So it just started off really simple. And then, you know, when you're on set, some people like to keep to themselves, but a lot of people are actually really friendly and, you know, they, they want to help each other out. So you kind of make contacts on set and you can kind of just go from there. You never know who you're going to meet. Cool. Uh, yeah. That's really cool to hear that, you know, just with that interest, you were able to find some things and, and that obviously grew with time. Um, after being in Atlanta for a while, you decided to take the plunge and, and move out to LA. What initiated that decision and, and what was it like moving from Atlanta to Los Angeles? Um, well, you know, it's funny because the, when I first started acting, I had zero desire to move out to LA. Like that was honestly the last place I wanted to be in. I, I was planning on just sticking around in Atlanta. Um, and it's changed since then, but at the time there were definitely roles to be had, but they were mostly small roles, like day player roles is what they would call them, where, you know, you could have like, you know, one or two liners in a show. Um, but outside of that, it was mainly going to be indie projects or background work, which again, definitely nothing wrong with. I pursued that and I loved it. Um, but it didn't really feel like there was still a lot of growth going on. I knew that was on the horizon of change, but it still wasn't quite there yet. Um, so yeah, something just clicked in me to decide to give it a shot in LA. And I mean, it was by far the hardest thing I've ever had to do. I mean, Atlanta was kind of my hometown, you know, that was pretty much all I knew. Even my friends from Mississippi lived in Atlanta. So even after school, we were wow. back in Atlanta and hanging out. So, uh, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, but probably the best decisions I've ever made too, because it allowed me to grow in ways I probably wouldn't have been able to had I just stayed in Atlanta. But staying in Atlanta now, I mean, there are so many more projects uh, shooting here and casting is great. So like I said, 10 years ago, it was a little bit different, but it's changed a lot. And I think it's even going to progress more uh, as time goes on. Yeah, really cool. So as you've now, you've been in Hollywood for a while and, and have been acting and you've had a lot of different kinds of opportunities. Has there been a favorite project or a favorite role that you've had um, over that span? What's the favorite thing that you've worked on? Well, I've got a few friends that I actually knew when I first moved out there. Um, and they're also in the industry as well. So we've had a lot of fun just kind of making our own thing. And, you know, we have our other jobs like that where we don't work together. You know, like uh, I have a buddy who, I mean, he's a filmmaker, he's a director, but he, his day job is uh, um, post-production editing on other shows and that kind of thing. So stuff that I have nothing to do with. Right. But um, he actually made his first uh, full-length feature about 
two and a half years ago at this point. And I was lucky enough to kind of be front and center for that entire thing. He, I just had a small part in it, but just the fact that I got to kind of see the very first draft of the script and all the way through to what the final cut would be was just an awesome ride that, yeah. I mean, I can't thank him enough for, uh, for including me on, but you know, pretty much just any project that I get to work on with friends have just been my favorite ones. Cause it's kind of ones that we get to decide what we want to do rather than go out for a job that, you know, still is great, but you know, we're playing to somebody else's wishes, whereas we get to kind of just do our own thing. So. Right. Now, do you have aspirations in the future for doing some of the directing or producing or branching out into other areas or are you content to just do the acting side? I think the, you know, if 20 years ago, I think that could have been a good answer to just say, you know, I just, I'm content with just acting. I really do think that nowadays it's not only beneficial, but essential to kind of try to, you know, be a man of many hats, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're really limiting yourself if you only pursue one route, even if it's just directing or just writing. I think it's kind of important to kind of get a feel for how all elements of the industry are. Um, so I, to answer your question, yes. Um, it, acting's still my, you know, what I want to do. Like, that's what I love doing. Right. I don't consider myself you know, a director or writer or anything, but Mm -hmm. I actually did do a project um, with my friends that I wrote and directed uh, and produced for that matter, I guess. Um, And it was completed. uh, Unfortunately, COVID hit and the festival that I was planning to submit that project to uh, obviously aren't happening this year. So it's probably going to have to take a backseat until those are up and running, which I think some of them are starting to, but it's probably going to be next year before that sees the light at all. But um, yeah, I think I do think it's important uh, to try to do different things, even if it's not something that you're ultimately trying to do in the long run. Right. So the next one's a two parter. Uh, if yeah. you had a, a dream um, role or project for, for an existing movie, if you could have been any role in, in any movie that's ever been shot, what would that be? And then the second part would be moving forward what would be yeah. your dream role? Like who would you like to work with or, or what kind of movie would you want to be in? So I don't, this, I don't know if anybody else would ever have this inspiration as far as wanting to be an actor, but uh, there was a movie called Face Off in the 90s. Yeah, with John Travolta. Uh, yeah, with John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what it is, but that movie, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't like violence. I don't like guns or anything like that. But for some reason, watching that movie, I just, it hit me. And I wanted to do action movies, like that kind of thing. So to answer your first question, if I could go back and do anything that, or be a part of something that was already made, it's got to be face off. Um, You would have to be the Nicolas Cage character, though, not the John Travolta. You'd be better as Nicolas Cage. Oh, thanks. (laughs) I love, I love them both in there. So either one's a huge compliment. Um, but uh, as far as people that I'd love to work with now, I mean, God, there are just so many. But, you know, one of the people that I admire the most in this industry, um, just not as not just as an actor or, you know, as far as the types of movies he does, but uh, just overall person is Keanu Reeves. So, you know, I mean, I'm a big fan of the John Wick movies that he's been making. So if I ever have an opportunity to work with Keanu Reeves. I mean, I think that would, 
that would be the dream come true type of scenario for me in uh, in uh, this industry. Very cool. Now, for the kids watching this, a lot of them have stars in their eyes. They'd love to go out to Hollywood, uh, but they don't realize that there's a lot of ups and downs, and it's really a grind um, being there in Hollywood, finding gigs, and doing the other things on the side to support your dream. Um, what are the things that you wish you'd known 10 years ago uh, before starting this journey that now you realize, okay, this is part of the, the grind? You know, I was really fortunate when I decided to make this move where I had in my mind anyway, more realistic expectations rather than, you know, a fantasy mm -hmm. where, you know, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to move out to LA and it's, I'm going to get an agent instantly and I'm going to start out in commercials and then get a small bit on a TV show. Then I'm going to be a movie star, you know, not that everybody has that mindset, but that was the furthest thing from my mind. I luckily kind of already had it in my head that this was not going to be an easy thing you know, even finding just a day job was tricky for me. I mean, I, for the first couple months, I was walking up and down streets in Hollywood in a suit, dropping off resumes to restaurants, basically. So, I mean, it's, I, I was, I knew kind of what I was in for um, as far as the grind goes. But um, one of the things that I think is important to know going into it is, you know, just appreciate the journey itself. You know, we all obviously have the, the end goal or where we see ourselves wanting to be, whether that's on stage or in the movies or, you know, whatever the profession is that you want to pursue. Um, but I think it's important to also pay attention to the journey along the way, because like you said, there are plenty of highs, plenty of lows. You're going to meet plenty of great people, plenty of not so great people. And, you know, you kind of learn how to, you know, uh, finesse your way into the industry. And, you know, it's just, I think it's all about experience and just, you know, keeping, keeping a positive mindset because it's really easy to, to, you know, we all have our bad days, but especially in an industry that's as humbling as the entertainment industry, it's really easy to get down on yourself and be bitter. And, um, you know, I, so I think it's just important to kind of keep a reminder of, Hey, this may not be where I want to be right now, but I'm going to appreciate where I want to be so much more now that I've gone through this, basically. That's awesome, great, great advice, great perspective. Uh, Brian, really appreciate you coming on the show today and, and sharing your journey with our, our listeners. If, if the kids wanna learn more about your career or, or connect with you on social media or something, where's the best place for them to find you online? You know, well, we, we uh, communicate on LinkedIn, so I am a pretty, I'm a fairly avid user on that. I'm actually not a social media person. I'm one of those weirdos that doesn't have a Twitter, doesn't have an Instagram or anything like that. So unfortunately you can't get a hold of me on that. But um, if you go to my website, BrianCurtis.com, uh, there is a section where you can send me an email that goes straight to me. So, you know, any, I'm happy to communicate with anybody who wants to reach out. Cool. Thanks. And that's Brian Curtis with a K. We'll, we'll link to that in uh, the show notes. So appreciate that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, thank, well, you, thank you for being on the show today. It's It's been fun to hear about your journey, Brian. Thank you so much for having me, man. Good luck with everything. Thank you so much for joining us today on Virtual School Assembly. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever else you listen to Virtual Assemblies. And leave us a rating and review so we know what you learned and took away from this Virtual Assembly. Videos and show notes are found at virtualschoolassembly.com. 
And if you're a school leader and you're looking for a speaker for virtual or traditional in-school assemblies, or if you're looking for some teacher training, I'd love to connect with you to see how I can help. You can check out my website at tylerchristiansen.com. Thanks. You are super duper. Let's go out and make the world a better place. Bye-bye.